Hello, friends. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. Today, we are just diving right in. Last week, I saw online that my friend from high school, Grace Boland, had written an article that was posted, and it was just something that so resonated with my heart, with what I've been seeing over the last year working with clients. So I want to read this article for you, and then we're going to have Grace on to talk about not just the article that she wrote, But Grace also has a unique perspective because she's had a lot of loss in her life. So towards the end of the podcast, well, middle end, we're really going through and sharing about grief, how she managed grief, and how she keeps the memory of her parents alive. Okay, so here is Grace's article. Okay, here's the article and what she writes, and I should preface that this is on a mom's website blog. I realize we may not know each other, but I can guarantee you we churn up a similar image. A woman with a perfectly messy top knot, soaking in endless bubbles with sliced cucumber over her eyelids, and a glass of rosé on a bamboo bath tray. And in the background, the ultimate in self-care ambiance, Kenny G., Oh, and should I mention the unmentioned? The bathroom is totally spotless. Not a sign of children, laundry, dirty towels, or toothpaste or toothpaste lingering in the sink. What? Too much? Contrary to our culture, so artfully shares on pages of fashion magazines and hashtag self-care Sunday. This is not self-care. This is good hygiene and questionable questionable taste in music at best. As relaxing as this image attempts to portray, it is not realistic unless the kids are sleeping, the dishes are done, and someone else has the baby monitor. And in the slight chance that all of that has happened, please let us call adult bath time by by its real name, a break, not self-care. As moms, our lives are scheduled around our children, from drop-offs to deadlines, soccer practice to science projects, we are what our children commit to. And we love it for the most part. But this scheduling comes with a price. Our children will always come first. Moms are forced to be reckoned with. We run on less sleep, more coffee, and serious adrenaline when necessary. We make the brownies, sign up for volunteer events, and always, always check the calendar to make sure we aren't forgetting a special day along the way. We know our kids' schedules better than they do, especially if they are in elementary school. We are like their second brain. We know when they are hurting and hurt just as much as they do. We also celebrate their joys as if they are our own because, in a way, they are. But if we peel away the layers of our days, we will find a lot of buried business. This business is typically in the form of actions that we likely need to address, tasks that should be done for the betterment of our health, or conversations with people that we avoid having. Initially, these things feel small and are easily distractible, but with time, they can bear more weight on the body and mind. Tension builds and creates inflammation, resulting in cycles of negativity, depression, and anxiety, affecting both the physical and mental self. 
Real self-care is addressing the business head-on. It is not something that can be outsourced, which makes it especially challenging. You can hire a professional to paint your nails or to poke your blackheads out of your pores, but you cannot hire someone to take that spin class, have that mammogram that you've been putting off, or visit a therapist. Self-care is not selfish, it is necessary and requires continuous upkeep. In a world where we get what we give, why not give our best to ourselves so that we can share that with the people we love most? And in this process, we encourage others to do the same. Now picture what this kind of thoughtful, ever-evolving self-care looks like. I see a fellow mom leaving her therapist's office. I see a woman walking into her first group fitness class. I see a friend picking up the phone and scheduling her mammogram. I see a brave, empowered woman taking her life by the reins and claiming what she wants for herself and her future. And I see everyone around her benefiting from it. This is by Grace Boland, mama, yogi, health enthusiast, and lover of all things family, and the perfect glass of red. So today we're going to be talking about Grace's article. We're also going to be talking about Grace's experience of loss, her angel stories, how she copes with that loss. But I have to tell you, friends, first, I was actually at a friend's house this this week, and this is somebody that I've known for a long time, but I asked her, you know, your dad's coming through. I said, he needs you to go to this appointment, and it was a scheduled medical appointment that she needed to go to, and she had been putting off, and she said, seriously? She goes, I am so fearful of going to this appointment. And I said, yes, but your dad needs you to know that you have to go to shift the vibration within your body in order to give yourself more peace. And she laughed and she hugged me and she said, okay, for you, I will go. Um, But it's not for me. It's for you. And I love that Grace's article addresses this, right? So we're going to dive into this in a second, but I wanted you to know that we're giving away over 75 things this December. It is going to be so amazing. If you'd like to be in the drawing, all you have to do is leave a positive review. And if you've done that already, you can be entered again if you share this podcast with a friend and if they leave a review mentioning that you referred them. Don't forget, have them screenshot that review and email it to me so that we have a way to contact you when you win. We also have a few upcoming events. We've got the Angel School in person this November 16th and 17th. I also have the in-person January dates. That's going to be January 11th and 12th that we're doing the Reiki Master Certification Program and Mediumship Training. We've also got an e-course in November that teaches you how to develop your relationship with your personal angels. This is a three-week online course that starts November 4th. If you are interested in any of those things, just go to the show notes for more information. Or you can email me at juliejancis at gmail.com. 
Without further ado, here is my conversation with Grace. So today we are on with Grace Bolin. Grace, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, good. Me too. I am so excited because when I read your article, I just loved how on point you were with the fact that in society right now, we keep talking about self-care, 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 but what does self-care mean? And really, when you look at the energy of everything, we just need a break, and break is really different from self-care. So talk to me about that, about your inspiration for the blog post and all of that good stuff. Sure. So to start, I'm a, I'm a beach body coach. So I'm, in other words, I help motivate a group of people virtually to stay on track with their fitness goals, their health goals, mental well-being, um, the whole gamut, because it's never just about your physical health, because your physical health is connected with your internal health to your mental health. So if one thing is off, it's going to affect the other realms of your body. So in this situation, I just simply encourage women, specifically women, to, to stay on track with their goals and always notice when their bodies feel a little less than normal, internally, externally, all of the above. So in doing so, I've been doing this for about five years now, and in doing this, I've realized that a lot of um, hashtags these days come out with self-care Sunday and you'll see a picture on Instagram of this girl with a face mask on or her feet propped up in a bowl full of bubbles in her bathtub or she's getting her pedicure at the salon which they're so great they're so great for you and necessary oh my gosh I love a good pedicure but what I've found is that a lot of women are labeling that as self-care it's just not. It's Self-care is not something that you can outsource. So when you go to get a massage, yes, it's good for you, but it is not self-care. Self-care is something that you are doing for yourself, by yourself, with yourself. So in that situation, it isn't necessarily going to the salon and having someone do your nails. Or even like let's say you're doing your own nails. That is wonderful, but it goes deeper than that. Um, self-care is typically something that you don't necessarily want to do. It's something that you are putting off, you're avoiding, you're easily distracted by doing it because it's the thing that you know you need to do, but you haven't been doing it for a reason. It's either because it's challenging, it's a difficult task in general, or it's something you're just afraid to face. So in many situations, I find that those tasks tend to be health-related, um, getting your mammogram, going in for your annual checkup, even going to the dentist. Some people are terrified of the dentist. Uh, some of the women I work with, more so, they're afraid to step into that first yoga class or that first group fitness class because they feel like they'll be judged and they're terrified because they feel out of shape and showing up to a gym publicly is just, uncomfortable and it feels very vulnerable. A lot of people, it's having a difficult conversation with someone. Maybe it's letting go someone from work. Perhaps it's having a conversation with a sibling that you've been putting off for years, but it's weighing you down really heavily because it's just agonizing you and, it, and it's taking up space in your mind and taking up space that you could be having better energy for. So in a nutshell, that is self-care. <laughs> 
I love that. I love that so much. Um, and so everything else that is not that is taking a break. Basically, yeah. And, I mean, again, this is all, you know, it's, it's, it's all my opinion and it's all what I've seen with, the women that I work with, but you know, it's, I don't want to negate the fact that like it is so healthy for us to take time. It's so healthy for us to have that bubble bath, but I don't ever want us to think about that as like, that is taking care of yourself at the level of which we talk about self care. Right. That is. What was so fascinating was like when I was reading through your article, spirit was showing me because we have different layers of energy. And the other thing that we should say is that you're a yoga teacher as well, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. So you understand energy and how energy flows in different ways. And so I was reading your article and all of a sudden spirit showing me the the body, the physical body, the chakras, and the auric field. And what I see is that there's different layers within the auric field. So there's there's multiple layers of energy within each individual. You know, it can be something that's just out in your auric field that we're working through, could be something in the chakras, could be something in the physical body. And what I, when I hear you talk and when I read this article, like it totally came together because spirit showed me it's the same for the amount of energy that we have. And so let's say that we want to have our life set up in a way where we can get back to our energy. We go through our day to day, things take away from us. You're right, like those bigger conversations that we need to have, those bigger things that are weighing on us, those drain our energy. And so how do we get our energy back? Because I know you're such a busy mom, I'm a busy mom, and for so many people who are just go, 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 if you don't focus on intentionally recharging your energy, you're going to feel more depleted and more depleted and more depleted until I I tend to burn myself out a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so how do we not go there? I think we really have to be intentional. And I, I love the way that you break it down into these different layers of taking a break and deeper self care, because it's really getting to the wholeness of somebody's energy and saying, this is how you come back to really fulfill your energy 100%, right? Or as much as you can. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, well before I even wrote this blog post, I was really focusing on just motivating other people. And even in my yoga classes, one of the first things I say during the early meditation is, I thank them for showing up on their mat. I thank them for giving themselves the time, and I thank them for giving themselves the effort. Because it's it's hard. It's hard to show up sometimes, right? But if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of the people you love the most. You just can't. You have to put your mask on first, as they say in all those cheesy airplane, you know, uh, cautionary uh, uh, movies they have before the flight takes off. It's you have to put your own mask on first because otherwise there's no way you can take care of everyone else around you, especially the, the people that you love the most. For me personally, I know the most challenging time of my life has been like that first year of birth with my kids. That zero to age one is just 
so hard, the sleep, the feeding, the nursing, the colic, you name it. And the reason why that season was so hard was not because of the child. It was because of the way I was caring for myself. Um, With my firstborn, I just simply put every ounce of effort into my son. I refused to have a babysitter. I refused help. I refused everything because I wanted to do it all, be it all for him. And I soon realized that that weighed down heavily. That weighed down so heavily that I developed some postpartum depression. And I really had to come to fact with it. Like, I, I can't do it on my own, and I should not be ashamed to ask for help. And I need I need to care for myself in the way that my son will benefit from the most. So that was seeing a therapist working through the stuff that I didn't really want to work through, you know, because it's 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 heavy. And to unpack that with somebody that you don't know can feel kind of daunting, but it's so healthy. You, I mean, a friend of mine <laughs> compared it to laundry. She goes, I hate doing laundry. I hate it. She's like, but you know, when I go to a therapist. I bring my laundry with, and my laun- and my laundry is dirty and messy and not organized, and the therapist sits with me, and she helps me sort out the colors. She helps me sort out my delicates. She helps me sort out which ones can be washed together, and then she washes it for me. And then after that, she folds it with me. And then after that, she puts it all away for me, and it's amazing. And I'm like, yes, that is the best analogy I've ever heard of in my life for therapy. That's exactly how you feel. You let all your laundry out, and then that therapist, he or she is so great. They help you organize it back together again. I have never heard that analogy, but I am stealing it because that's what I heard too. Wow. I love that so much. And I love how you are helping women in so many different ways. Tell us more about what you do and because I see these videos of you on Facebook and you're working out and you're killing it. And I'm like, that's amazing. You're just doing so great. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Yeah. So, and it's, it's one of those things that is kind of vulnerable, right. To put yourself out there. Um, mm-hmm. When I, so I have two children. I should start with that. Um, my oldest is seven and my youngest just turned three. And when I had my seven year old seven years ago, I remember feeling just like a different person. I didn't feel whole. I I felt so much love in my body, and I felt so much passion for this new baby. But I just didn't feel like me, Um, you know. And and I felt like a lot of women, especially first-time moms, they go through that first year and even longer, never really feeling like themselves again, and they just accept it. And they just decide that this is status quo. This is the new the new normal, and they go along with their lives, and it's and it's fine but it's not great. And I was really wanting to feel great again. And so after talking to my therapist and unpacking all of it and sorting through that laundry, it was almost like a little mini epiphany. And I don't know why I never thought of it before, but when you become a mother, you become a different person. Like the old life that I knew, being a full-time yoga teacher, managing a studio, working with adults all day long, having conversations with other adults, you know, being on my own schedule, eating, sleeping, uh, entertaining myself, you know, just enjoying the simple pleasures of having a binge day of Netflix. (laughs) It's just all those things weren't mine anymore. Um, Now my schedule belongs to my newborn. And then you add on another child to that, and now you have two responsibilities, right, two very large responsibilities, especially if you choose to be a stay-at-home mom. It, It is there constant. And so 
I really needed an outlet to just know that <laughs> I still had a voice. I was still me. I was still somewhere active in society because I just felt like I was in this little silo with me and my baby. And a friend had talked to me about how she runs these health and wellness groups. And I said, well, it sounds really fun, but, like, I can't leave my house. I mean, I guess I could put my kid in, like, the daycare at the gym. But she's like, no, 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 this is all virtual. It's all at home. And you work with women from all across the country, which was appealing to me because I knew that if I was feeling this way, there's a really good chance a lot of other women were too, especially first-time moms. So, so yeah, I decided uh, to give it a go, and I started off really small. I just posted on Facebook saying that, hey, I'm a new beach body coach. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just someone that is really interested in health and wellness. Um, as a yoga teacher, it is so important for me to feel my sanity physically and de-stress physically and just celebrate my body physically. And I know that in doing that, the mental will catch up with it too. And it sure does. You know, endorphins and dopamine and adrenaline, it all releases during a good sweaty workout. So, so yeah, you know, fast forward five years later, my little group of like two or three people at the time that wanted to join me in this journey is now, you know, where there's like 60, 70 women in the group that check in with each other every day. We share recipes. We share workout tips. We share self-care days. We share our favorite way to just relax on a Saturday night. We share everything. And sometimes it gets a little bit more personal too. You know, we've known each other for a really long time. So if there's a situation where someone is feeling an extra amount of stress or a heavier weight due to a decision that they've had to make or a bad breakup or difficult time with a child with a transitional period of adolescence, we're there for each other. And we're by no means therapists, but we're a sounding board. And we're someone to say, yeah. it's okay. We know you. You're doing the best you can and we support you. And we have a really good feeling that you're going to get past this. And it's just a nice support system. Um, I choose I to only work that. with. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I choose to only work with women, only because I've had a couple men in there, and they're great. They're it's so fun, but the energy shifts. You know, mm -hmm. it goes from, "Hey guys, I'm on my period, and this is awful." To, "Hey, um, I just my stomach hurts, so I'm gonna get my workout today." <laughs> it's yeah, a little different. Yeah. It's, it's just nice to have that honesty, and that's okay. Yeah. That's yep. beautiful. I love that. So I've got a question for you, and you don't have to go there, but I, do you have any angel stories that you want to share? Because a lot of times on the podcast we'll share, like, how our loved ones come through with different signs. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I've, I've talked to you before. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, just for, like, your listeners, yeah, I've I've definitely dealt with loss. And, you know, when I was um, just a week before my 10th birthday, my mother passed away. This was well before I knew you. I mean, I didn't meet you until high school. And then um, just a few years back, my father passed away. And, again, it's just that heaviness of loss and sorrow. And anyone that has dealt with, you know, dealing with um, a member of the family being ill, that is taxing on your body physically and emotionally. And so really just, just feeling, again, not like myself, through a very challenging new situation. And even years after he passed, I still felt that, that sense of heaviness and loss. And I will tell you, Julie, <laughs> you are amazing. I, I met with you, and you were able to share things about my mother and about my father that gave me so much lightness and so much hope. 
and so much peace that I was really able to just process their loss and not necessarily the desire to um, accept their loss because I knew that they were gone, but be truly at peace with it and at peace yeah. with them for the way that they left Earth. And mm. that was really big for me. That was something that, especially with my father, because I was obviously an adult with a child at the time, and me processing his death was so different than me processing my mother's death at a young age. And just knowing that I still had these champions at my side, even though they weren't physically here, but they were always near, is 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 just, you know... Ah, unimaginable because you you always feel this sense of like someone's got to be watching over me because I'm still here I'm still okay like yeah. there's somebody else that's that's tuning in on my life that's making sure that I'm okay and my kids are okay and they are you know I just need to be reminded of it there was a sense of you just being able to tune in at a much better reception than I ever could <laughs> so Aww. it's it's been amazing just reconnecting with you and really truly talking to you about um, my mother and my father and you bringing up other aspects that I didn't even think of. And of course I look up at my family tree. I'm like, well, gosh, she was right. <laughs> you know? Oh, so wow. It's been yeah. wonderful. Oh, thanks, Grace. You know, um, yeah. what Spirit's showing me too is, you know, you have a different perspective than a lot of people because you did go through two huge losses in your life at different times when you were a child and then when you were an adult. And what I see is that, like, grief is like waves, right? Sometimes the waves are like hurricane-sized waves, right? And sometimes they're a little less so. But we don't really know when some of those waves of grief are going to come back. Do you find that when your mother passed, like, you would still get those waves of grief even, you know, 10, 20 years later? I have them more now than I did as a child, for sure. Really? Um, yeah, I think as a child, I was kind of protected from all of it. Uh, my father became a widower at a very young age um, with four kids, and he was kind of at a loss, and his coping mechanism was simply to just detach from it. So just to kind of paint a picture of it, my mother passed away, and a week later, all of the pictures of her were gone from my house. Um, he took down the wedding photos. He took down pictures of her that we had on the walls. There was no sign of her, and it wasn't because he was trying to um, just dismiss her from our life. It was because he was trying to protect us from the feeling of loss because right. in his mind, as awful as it sounds to say out loud, in his mind, it's almost like... If it's not seen, it's not felt. So mm -hmm. it would it just made the process of of dealing with her loss faster in his mind. But really, truly, it was so broken and damaged because by doing that, it only built up the emotions that we were never able to express for many, many years after. Yeah. I've seen that so. before in other cases, too, where when we we think we're doing right as adults, right, and we, for a child, take that away from them to try and take away their pain, um, it just prolongs the process of having to figure it out, even as teenagers, young adults, and adults, because at each stage, we can just process a little bit more, but that's so hard. You know, it's so interesting, sorry. though. Yeah. What? Oh, thank you. No, it's it's interesting though because now I have just such a clearer scope of it. Um, just looking at the way I grieved as a ten year old, 
versus losing my father as a 30-something-year-old, it's just, it was such a, a healthier process. As And I mean, it still was challenging and awful, but I was able to just go through the emotions. You know, my, my husband and I, we, we try to go on a date night once a week or a couple times a month if we can. And for like the longest time after my dad passed away, we'd go out on our date night and I would just end up crying. And I'm like, you know, I'm at a bar and I'm just sobbing. And finally I look at him and I go, I think people assume every time we go out, you break up with me. Because I'm just crying and sobbing and just totally drowning. But it was because he was a safe place for me to just let go of all of the buildup. Because you want to be strong around the kids. You want to be strong around your family. Especially in my family's case, because it's such a delicate subject to lose both of your parents, you know, you, you kind of feel like orphans. So like mm-hmm. my siblings and I were trying to stay strong for each other while also trying to figure out the logistics of all my father's things and what we would do with everything. And then I can just come home to my husband and just completely drop any force field and just let go of all of it. But yes, it was, it was also comical too, because he's like, oh, we're going to break up against tonight, aren't we? I go, yes, we are. <laughs> but it was such a healthy release of everything. Yeah. Well, and I don't think any two people's experience of grief is the same, but if you had any tools to share with people when they're going through it, what has been the most helpful or beneficial to you? For me, it's um, especially if, if you have kids, is to share that emotion with them. Um, because for me, knowing now that, I have some in my life that my my children will never know, um, especially, you know, with my mother and my father because they have a set of um, grandparents on my husband's side. So his parents are still alive and very healthy. So they have a connection with Grammy and Grandpa. With me, they don't. And so, and so for me, I just really want to make sure that I'm able to give them a picture of who my father was, who my mother was, what they liked, what they didn't like. So I'm constantly sharing stories about them. I'm doing the exact opposite of what my father did with me when my mother died because I realize now as an adult, I don't have as many memories of her as I hoped. Um, I don't have as many photographs of her as I hope. I don't celebrate the things that she enjoyed because I don't think I remember as many of them as I once did because a lot of those years, I didn't talk about it. And so now with with knowing the pain of grief, with my father, um, most recently my aunt, it's the type of thing that I have just come to realize, like the spoken word of the person that you are missing is so powerful and it is so therapeutic to to honor them and just acknowledge their, their presence and their value to you in this life, um, just mm-hmm. constantly finding ways to bring them up. Like the simplest act of, you know, if I'm cooking something and then my you know, Nano had this really good recipe, too. I wish I could make it. Maybe we should try to find out if he left a recipe somewhere in one of the books that I have of his that we could re- recreate it. And then that'll somehow churn up a conversation about my father. And and it's just a way to, like, connect them to someone that they will no longer have a connection with. And in making that connection, it gives me so much peace because it feels like he's still here. Yeah. 
Do you feel his presence more when you do that? Because I do with my dad. When I bring up oh, yeah. different things to Al, like this summer, we went to Florida, and for the first time we took her, like, riding on jet skis. And um, she didn't get to drive them or anything, but just teaching her between the gas and the brake and all of the stuff that my dad had taught me. I just the, – the amount of his presence in my day-to-day versus the amount of presence – when I'm really connecting with Al and sharing about his life is completely different energies. You just feel him so here. Yeah, it's remarkable. Um, My oldest had two years with my father. My youngest had never met him. Um, He wasn't born until after he died. Yet my youngest, his mannerisms are like my father. He walks like my father. I mean, he's three, but he walks kind of stocky with his strides. And, you know, if he's around tools, he is just so interested. And he wants to help my my husband build and repair. And Can I help you with this? He's just so interested, which, I mean, my father was a mechanic. He worked with his hands all the time. So it's just, it's just so interesting that he's got this eagerness to want to, like, use and fix and manipulate with his hands, which are very fat hands like my father's and so like it's just this constant reminder like he's gone but he's also very much here um that none of that is by coincidence that's all by design and and it's beautiful and it's so comforting oh i love that grace for people who want to check you out or find more about your groups where can they find you Oh, gosh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Um, I am dabbling in Instagram, but I'm still learning. I'm on there, too. But, yes, uh, Grace Marie <laughs> Boland. And um, I also I do write a blog for The Branch. The, it's the Neighborville Mob Network. So they can yeah. check me out on The Branch as well. But otherwise, yeah, usually Facebook is the best place to find me. Perfect. We'll put all of that information in the show notes for people to find you. Sounds great. Great. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Oh, thank you for having me, and thank you for all that you've done. Truly, I don't think I've ever fully expressed what kind of impact you've had on my wellness <laughs> on a level oh. that I didn't even know that I needed. So thank you so much for, for your gift. Oh, of course, of course. Friends, if this podcast resonates with you, if having an angel reading is something that you feel called to do, please go online and book an appointment with me. I offer 25 and 55 minute angel message readings. I also offer Reiki energy healing sessions. If that is something that you feel called to do with me, that's actually how I keep this podcast going is you booking those sessions. So thank you so, so much for continuing to do that. You can book your reading or your energy healing session on my website, www.jancis.com. That's my last name, .com. I've also got the Angel School coming back up in November. If the Angel School is something that you've been interested in doing and learning how to bring through messages from loved ones and angels on the other side, and learning Reiki energy healing simultaneously at the same time, we do have the November Angel School on November 16th and 17th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. It'll be held at the Hilton Doubletree Hotel in Lyle, Illinois. That's right on the border of Lyle and Naperville, Illinois. 
And thank you so much for your support of the Angel School. It has gotten such a great response from you that we're actually looking at adding an in-person date in January. There are some people who live very far away in New Zealand, Australia, who would like to take the class remotely because it's just easier for them than flying in. There are other people who really don't mind and they want to fly in. It really is just dependent on the individual and I respect whatever method you want to take. But in January, we definitely have an online version of the Angel School and we're thinking about adding an in-person class as well. So if you want to take part in one of those, please let me know so that I can get you registered and on the list to save your spot. Friends, if you could be an angel, please write a five-star review or just click five stars on this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Um, But when you do review us, you leave a positive five-star review, we enter you into a monthly drawing to win a free session with me. We're also going to be giving away 15 more free sessions in November. It's all offered to those who are in the drawing. So You get entered into the drawing for every time you write a review. You can write one on iTunes, on Google. When you look up my name, Julie Jancis, you can also write one on our Facebook page. You can also be an angel by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Just spreading the word helps so much. Friends, if you want a daily angel message, make sure that you're following us over on Instagram, Facebook, or our Facebook group. You can find us over there by typing in at angel podcast. That's the at sign angel podcast. The group name is Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe. Over on the group, we post a weekly Facebook video. That is something that is not here on the podcast. It's different content. It's kind of more what's happening in my life as it relates to spirituality and the podcast. Friends, last but not least, if you have an angel story that you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. We are looking for your angel stories for you to either come on the podcast and share your story yourself or for you to write us your story. If you don't want to read it, we would be happy to read it for you right here on the show. My friends, thank you so, so much for being here today. I want you to take a moment to just open up your heart. I want you to feel that energy surrounding your heart chakra. I want you to feel it opening and getting lighter. You could even see it as French doors opening within your heart, and you allowing love, peace, bliss, ease, grace, all to flow in to your being. I want you to know, my friends, that every single one of you has angels, guides, and loved ones on the other side who are cheering for you, who are rooting for you, who want nothing more than for you to be loved, for you to succeed, and for you to see your dreams come true here on earth. Are you talking to them? Are you spending time with them? Are you making time within your life to be still, to be quiet, and to listen to what your angels, guides, and loved ones are telling you? They're talking to you all the time. 
They just talk to us differently. It might not sound like their voice. It sounds like your own internal dialogue. It is your intuition. Your intuition is the tool that they use to communicate with you. So take some time to be silent, to be still, and to listen to the messages that they're trying to bring through to you right now. It's never negative. It's always positive. That's how you know it's them. And don't forget to ask them for help. The more that we ask our spirit team for help, the more that they can do for us. So get up in the morning and ask them to help you throughout your day. You can say that little prayer while you're getting ready for work, while you're getting ready for school. You just incorporate it into your daily routine. My friends, that is how you open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that your team is trying to bring into your life right now. Watch out for the signs because they're also bringing you those. Friends, I love you so much. They love you so much. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I feel so blessed to have you in my life. And I feel so blessed to be a tool that God can work through. Because believe me, friends, none of this is me. It is all spirit. I love you so much. They love you. Have a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic, incredible week. Make it a great week. Until next time, sending you peace, bliss, and many, many blessings.